0: Folks, if you haven't yet, do yourself a favor and go check out the Handlebar. They're a craft beer bar and restaurant right here in Chico with 28 awesome craft beers on draft. And seven days a week, you get a dollar off each and every one of those beers between the hours of 2 and 6 p.m. for their seven days a week happy hour. Again, that's the Handlebar right here in Chico. If you've never been before, they're located at 2070 East 20th Street. Go check them out.
1: Why don't we begin? this
0: is fresh hop cinema hey and welcome to fresh hop cinema craft beer and movie podcast based in chico california my name is max minardi johnny
1: summers reporting for duty
0: Typically on our show, what we do is, if if you're unfamiliar, we review two craft beers and a new movie each and every week, but because we are releasing this episode just a couple days before the Academy Awards 2023, we are just doing our annual tradition of our Academy Award predictions. Uh, It's something we've done for several years, and I don't know that we've ever released it on our main podcast feed. It's been, I think, Patreon
1: exclusive. Yeah. Our opinions stay behind that paywall.
0: Do they? Because we're going to reveal some of them today too. That's true. But okay, so the idea of, of, of the day is that we are going to, in competition format, uh, do our best to accurately decide who or what the Academy will choose for a given category in uh, this year's Academy Awards. Guys, I got Max to play sports. Right, we're basically doing a draft where we're deciding what other people will pick for their teams. Um, it's worth noting that Johnny and I have not fully completed everything. There's, there's a few categories missing, so we're gonna each go through. Um, there's a slight variation in our list, but 16 of the, um, I don't know, 20-something categories total. We think they are uh, the most accessible categories. They're ones that we've covered on the show for the most part. All of the films or actors or actresses um, or or departments are things that we have covered in this past uh, cinema year.
1: There's a couple where it's like all but one. I gave myself a pass right. on a couple. Yeah.
0: So so to be considered uh, having a viable opinion on this, we we yeah, set sort of an 80% mark. So if we haven't seen generally four out of five, like there's a couple categories we hit three out of five and we just don't feel informed enough in that category to really make um, certainly an opinion for ourselves of what we think is the best in that category, which we will also talk about today. Um, but without just kind of Googling what the internet thinks is going to be picked, which we don't want to do. Um, no, we're the seem, internet. Yeah, now. we are the we're your internet today. Um, so the way we're going to go about this is, um, we'll say from not that any category is minor necessarily, but we're going to build our way up to sort of the best picture nominees. And we're going to work our way from some of the, do you have a better word than lesser categories that I could use? Um, <clears throat> hmm. lesser categories. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Johnny, do you want to give a shout out to what you're drinking today? Does yeah. It, do you like it? For, I haven't even asked you. It's fine.
1: Okay. Well, what is it? It's a hazy IPA called Glow Stick Hazy IPA from Crux Fermentation Project.
0: Right. Um, I'm drinking a, a, an atomic torpedo from Sierra Nevada, had it in the fridge, uh, had a bit of a long week, which is part of the reason our schedule's a little bit thrown off, but we're still getting you hopefully this episode, um, with several days in advance of the Academy Awards. So that shouldn't affect that. So, um. We got a week and a half. Uh, is that true? No, we don't. I think we have, I think we
1: have, well, so we're
0: recording this on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. The Academy Awards are Sunday,
1: my guy. They're a week from this Sunday, you said. If they're this Sunday. No, they're
0: the 12th. Today is the 8th. These are the 12th. Then you'll be here. Uh, no. When do you leave? Sorry, I'll be in Reno for this. Oh. I will be in England the following Sunday. Good Good looking out, though. Makes more sense. Uh, so no, I'm going to miss, yeah, I would have missed both. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, so hoping to put this episode that you're hearing at right now out on th- Thursday, if not Friday, Friday at the latest. So either way, you've got a couple days before the Academy Awards. Uh, in years past, we have offered a ballot, an empty ballot on our website, but that just didn't come together this year. Um, Google it. You can find we've it. We've given out some yeah prizes. we like submit these, and then if you get some right, you can play too. The last curveball for our coverage today is that in the spirit of our traditions here, we, we tend to bet each other on some of this. And the thing that seems to be uh, in contention for the bet is one or more Four
1: Locos. Dude, it better <laughs> not be more.
0: A couple of years ago, Johnny had really convinced himself that Joaquin Phoenix would win Best Actor.
1: Which he did. For Joker.
0: And I was convinced he wouldn't. So convinced that I thought, sure, I'll bet you a Four Loco. If I'm wrong, I'll drink one. And then sure enough, he did. And sure enough, to my word... I did. So we each already have a four loco riding on this. We decided this when we were discussing the film, The Whale. um, And we'll talk about this more when we get to uh, best actor in a leading role. But we both said on record, there's no getting out of it. If Brendan Fraser does not win, we are splitting a four loco. I've even got the flavor picked out. (laughs) We somehow also backed ourselves into a corner that if he does win, we will also drink one to celebrate. I think is what we decided.
1: <laughs> I don't remember that, but i mean <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but so far, that is the only four loco bet on the table. I'm sure there will be more by the end of this.
1: Let's hope so. Um, I, I think we can muster a couple.
0: Yeah. So um, regardless, Let's... there will be one more. Whoever, which of us, whichever of us wins this, whichever of us gets closest to 16, the other person will have to drink one.
1: So either way, we're doing more than one four loco. We have to spread those out.
0: One and a half so far.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we can spread them out. That's fine. We cannot drink two, like a four loco. No. we
0: No, it doesn't have to be on the air necessarily. Like it could be in the course of a I don't know. They morning have to into be an afternoon. Air. Okay. All right. They have to be on the air?
1: Yeah, why not?
0: Okay. So we're going to go through the categories. At the very end of the show, we're going to talk about some movies that we really appreciated this year. <laughs> Dude, we're just going to have a month of episodes <laughs> where we're just fucking hammered. Um, we're going to talk about some movies that we appreciated this year that were by and large overlooked by the Academy. There's a couple on our list that um, are in categories here and there, but like- for example, RRR, my favorite movie, maybe of my lifetime, mm-hmm. is not up for Best Picture, and it should be up for Best Picture of humanity, yeah. and it isn't. So stuff like that we'll get into towards the end of the episode. Um, and I think unless I'm missing any um, any beginning stuff here, Johnny, should we shout out like Patreon? Should we do any of that normal? Like you can find us on social media. If you have thoughts on the Academy Awards, just search Fresh Hop Cinema. If you want to support our show, Patreon.com is a great way to do that. Um, I just want to say that in case anybody's listening for the very first time, uh, who like searched academy awards podcast and they found us somehow uh you can support our show and you can hear more of what we do on our regular feed but for now uh is what i was going to say am i missing anything before we get into
1: this no okay let's dive into these lesser categories okay the less than uh
0: take us through let's let's start yeah let's start maybe bottom you want to give me the first one johnny and all the contenders
1: you threw me for a loop thought we were going top either way i don't care usually the list start at the top doesn't matter uh you said bottom let's go bottom original screenplay the Banshees of Inisharan, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fableman's Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. For those of the uh, you out there sure. that don't know, not that I, I, I completely know this uh-huh. 100%, uh, original screenplay, that is a screenplay written originally, originally yeah. sure and adapted can either come from right. a
0: book a novel yeah a play sure. novel those can come previous movie that's being remade
1: okay sometimes. so those can come adapted can come from all over the place
0: yeah original screenplay's brand new ideas mm-hmm. not a sequel
1: not a spin-off Correct. not a franchise
0: thing it's well franchise maybe but not no mm-hmm. these are all original ideas so who is you already said it who do you? and we're also going to divide into like I said earlier Who we think the Academy is going to pick. And those are our points. That's what's going to count. But also who we think should win. So, Johnny, who do you think – who, who, if you were voting, what would you vote for?
1: Everything, everywhere, all at once. Why? Because it was was the most unique. It's the most unique and, you know, a screenplay is supposed to bring new ideas. Like you just said, these are brand new ideas. That is the most brand new idea. They did the multiverse thing completely originally and I loved it.
0: Yeah, and they did the family story thing in a really original way. I, I think as much as I love, um, say the Fablemans, it's, it's a very traditional nostalgic feeling story. It feels the least original of all these films to me. Um, so I, I think the one that I would choose is probably also everything everywhere all at once. It's just, it's one of the most unique films I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Never has anything like it even come close to the Academy Awards. Yeah. So I'm going to mark that on mine as what I think I would pick now, is that the same as what you think will win, or do you think it'll go a different route? That's such a hard question. That's the question of the day, baby. we got to do it 15 more times. Oh, it's going to be a long podcast.
1: Um, I, fuck, it's so hard to not just pick everything everywhere. You can. For everything.
0: Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of evidence to suggest it might win a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, let's work through it in real time. This is the the double-edged th- sword of this I'm gonna, approach.
1: I'm going to say I think Banshee's a of Sharon's going to win.
0: Very interesting. I think that is much too morbid of a movie. I don't think that's going to win for this. I think it'll win for some other stuff. As we mentioned, it's been nominated for eleven awards. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Or was it seven? Yes, one of. Okay, I think it's going to go to everything everywhere. So I'm going to mark that, and we'll see. Moving right along, we then have best or sorry adapted screenplay, and in contention are All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, which neither of us have seen, Top Gun: Maverick, and Women Talking. So, um these are, these are tricky. These are tricky ones for sure. I think it's, it's not quite as cut and dry as being able to lean on the originality. So what I would choose for this is I, (laughs) this might be dumb and I'm not sure I can stand by it, but I'm going to pick Glass Onion. It's like, (laughs) it's maybe it's just been a year of really heavy, heady movies. Mm -hmm. And I just, I enjoyed that movie. I didn't think it was great, but what I would pick just to give myself a Breath of fresh cinematic air is probably that. There's almost no chance in hell that will win. Mm-hmm. But what would your choice be?
1: Uh my choice for what I think should win and what I think will win are the same and it's women talking. That's a really solid guess.
0: Uh it's also what I think will win. So I'm gonna mark the same there. Though that makes maybe we should have ours picked before we tell each other so we can like not because I when you said it, I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna pick that also. That <laughs> makes sense. Um, but we can't get obviously all the same answers or we'll be tied. And then we both both drink. The four loco. If we, what if we get the same score by the end of this? We and should decide that
1: now. We get to drink a bottle of champagne. What <laughs> to celebrate? <laughs> yeah, our, our our glory. I think we split another four loco. No, that can't be the answer to everything. Of course, it's the answer
0: to everything. No. It's not there anymore. I thought we still had one. No. Okay, walk me through visual effects. But v- sure, a bottle of champagne will split it there if we tie.
1: A bottle of something expensive, like Deal. in the fifteen dollar range. <laughs> okay. <laughs> visual effects. We have all quiet on the Western Front. Avatar: The Way of Water. The Batman. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. I think
0: Black Panther looked like shit. Not totally. Damn. I really like... This racist, bro. Look, man, Two there's two movies here that were very similar in terms of effects, and I'm talking about Black Panther and Avatar Way of Water. Very water-based movies. The villain in Wakanda Forever, and obviously the entire thing of Avatar. And if I have to compare water effects to water effects, Avatar did it better. I still think some of that movie...
1: No, it all looked
0: amazing. I don't know who I'm kidding. I think some of Wakanda Forever did not look good. So it can't be that. And I'm just speaking here personally. Um, There's some real, real practical effects weight being thrown around by both All Quiet and Top Gun Maverick. And it's really, really difficult not to give a huge amount of credibility to the stunt work done in Maverick. Like, I'm just thinking about it and it makes me exhilarated. Those moves that they were doing is nuts. At the same time, I loved the way that the Batman looked. The effects in that movie were very grounded, very like street gritty, and right in line with the rest of the movie. But I think if we're just going effects, my, my personal choice and my choice for where the Academy Award is going to go is Maverick.
1: Do you agree or disagree? So I think that the Academy is going to pick Avatar. Okay, why? Why? Just because of the the groundbreaking CGI. They just keep pushing it further and further, and they did a lot of great CGI work. And the way that movies are going, that seems to be more important. My personal pick that I think should win is Top Gun. I mean, yeah. I I spaced out because I was trying to pick my answer. Mm-hmm. I honestly kind of want to pick Top Gun for both. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's what I
0: said. But And this is the problem with not having picked in advance. I No, you can't back off. Fine. (laughs) Fine. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's move into sound. Um, sound design is such a specific type of art. It's a specific, like it's almost one of those things that is more felt than really observed consciously. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case with everything on this list. Like I wouldn't describe avatar as a subtle movie, even in its sound design, certainly not Elvis, the Baz Luhrmann film that we'll talk about more and more somehow today. Um, I, and, you know, I, I don't know, All Quiet on the Western... Sorry, we got All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar, of course, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick. None of them are quiet, subtle movies. Like, the sound design is very apparent in all of these things. Where, where does your instinct tell you to go, personally? Batman. I would love to hear more on that. Why? And it's been... This is one of the older movies on this list for us. We haven't seen it in many months. It was like it was almost a year ago.
1: There was just an aura of darkness, and, like, that whole movie... If I think back, it just felt like it was dripping, like there was just a really dank cellar vibe, and it really added to the entire aesthetic and mood of that movie. And I think the sound made that movie a lot better.
0: Okay, my my personal choice is the Batman. Also, I yeah, I mean, and it's it's partially like a a pity nod because I don't think it's going to win too much, and I think that that movie's better than. At least the people that I've spoken to in our day-to-day lives really give it credit for. Mm -hmm. I love it a lot. So I want to give it something. I think the sound design was pretty good. Um, I would be equally happy if the one that I think is going to win did win, which is All Quiet on the Western Front. That movie was so harrowing and was so able to capture the horrors of war. And a lot of that is the visceral screaming of people. It's the burning bodies. It's the bullets. It's the explosions. It's all of that. Um, combined with, of course, the score and the soundtrack and all that. But um, I think the award goes to All Quiet.
1: I agree. I already highlighted it. Sweet. Okay. Uh,
0: Then moving right along, Johnny, take us into production design. We're skipping over um, on our list here. Live action short film and animated short film. We did not see um, 80% of those, respectively, in each category.
1: So for production design, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and The Fablemans. Okay. You go first. Walk me through your thought process here. So – my pick for what I want to win that I think should. Okay. Is All Quiet on the Western Front. There's a good case to be made for that. Yes. Make your case. The the production design was beautiful. I mean, the the attention to detail with the uniforms and the way that those details were so ingrained in the plot and the the empathy that you have for the characters like the scenes with the glasses and the way that the uniforms were stitched back together and the bullet holes being patched and then given to the new recruits like the actual production of this movie added so much to the overall film that i think there's no way it it couldn't win also it is not what i picked to win
0: okay 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 hang on so my personal choice is babylon Mm -hmm. a movie that i quite liked you did not um it's just so much. There's, it's it's old-timey, which is hard to pull off because everything in frame has to be right in line with, the, in this case, the 1920s. Uh, Am I tripping? I don't know why I'm blanking on the time period right now. That's something. That's, um, says, oh, yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, everything has to be right. And it's not just that they did that because I think they also did that in the Fablemans. Everything is part and parcel for that time period. But Babylon is so extravagant and so much work was put into... Those ginormous set pieces. Mm -hmm. Damien Chazelle does this a lot with these really really intricate camera camera movements and shots. Like, everything has to work. And that comes down to, A, directing for sure and performance, but also the production design. Um, I'm also going to say, then, that that's where it goes. It's my choice and it's what gets it. I already have Babylon. You have Babylon as well for winning. Cool. Uh, We'll see. I think there's a chance we're wrong because aside from La La Land, almost winning. um, Oh, you know, I actually think Whiplash did pretty well, too. So never mind. Uh, Let's keep moving, dude. Maybe top of the second column till we get down to where we're starting. Editing? Film editing.
1: All right. Who's in it? So we've got The Banshees of Inner Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, and Top Gun. Okay. A lot of good
0: choices. The two that I am toying between for my personal choices are uh, Everything Everywhere and Tar. Mm -hmm. Tar is more subtle. Tar is the most, well, there's an argument for Banshees being pretty subtle, but... Um, most of the drama in tar comes from interpersonal relationships. You can say that with Banshees too, but there's also some action in Banshees. There's fires, there's mm-hmm. fingers, there's shears. Um, there's some stuff in tar, but it's not nearly to that level. So the 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 editing is very efficient in tar. And there's an argument that we have about sometimes in, in award ceremonies like these, the, the biggest, the most editing mm-hmm. gets most of the attention. I think there's truth to that. And I think if everything, everywhere, all at once, were not in this category, they might wise up and give something like Tar that's a little bit more subtle. Subtle, the the editing recognition it deserves. But I think because of the powerhouse of editing and creativity that that movie is, it is both my choice and where it's going to go. Are you on the same page? Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the only conclusion that we can make rationally. I agree. Okay, then moving right along, we're into makeup and hairstyling we had All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. First mention of The Whale today. Where do you go? My heart.
1: This is The Whale. Okay. Keep going. I'm wondering if, like, the, the prosthetics and whatnot that Brendan Fraser wore fall under the makeup and hairstyle category. Yeah, they do. Then, yeah. For sure, I think that is probably the those makeup. But are you sure that doesn't fall under special effects? Uh, yeah, that's makeup. Yeah, but it is practical effects. But it's also full body makeup. Uh, yeah, well, it's on a person. Yeah,
0: I mean, unless it's like, like you know, um, like a wound, mm-hmm. like that's practical effects. But no, this is makeup and hairstyling. Okay,
1: sure. I think um his suit that he wore in that you know it was. Pivotal to the movie.
0: Okay, but you're not considering Tom Hanks's fat suit in Elvis.
1: <laughs> Nor do
0: I Just, want to. What a, That was or so Or Austin cool Butler's fat uh,
1: suit. What? Oh, towards the end, huh? I yeah. forgot about that. But everyone gets a fat suit. <sighs> what do you... <sighs> Legend has it, it's actually the same fat suit.
0: For Tom Hanks and, and Austin Butler? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'll tell you what it wasn't, was the one that Brendan Fraser wore. Nope. Um, the only argument I have against that, and I think it's a good one, is that that movie had a cast of like two people, three people primarily. Mm-hmm. There's not much going on. Yeah, He gets, they do a good job. He looks realistic. I think, I think the way that I'm going to go um, for, for my, it's, it's so funny. Like these, these early categories are much more like, I think when we get into these later ones, we might have more emotional stuff attached to them. But for, for the most part now, mine are pretty logical. So like the ones that I feel should win are really just the ones that I think will win. Like there's Mm -hmm. not much of a distinction yet. That makes sense. So I'm, I'm, I think it's not the whale. I think it's going to go to all quiet on the Western front. It's more involved the, just the sheer amount of battle wounds that that movie had to deal with. It's true. Um, which I know I just said were practical effects, but, um, yeah. Uh, so maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Um, yeah, maybe – no, I'm going to take that back. That okay. is that is more along the lines of practical effects. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Um, oh, man. I might I might have to eat crow a little bit here about Black Panther because I really don't think it's a good movie. Um, I also don't think it looks particularly good, and by that I mean the CGI stuff most. Like the underwater stuff didn't look great to me. But like in the first Black Panther, the costuming, the, like the hair and makeup was incredible. They did a really good job of bringing this fictional culture to life. And I think that's still true in this one. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Black Panther as what's going to win. I feel okay about it. I don't feel great, but I feel okay. Uh, and you're sticking with the whale.
1: No, that's what I want. Oh, I, I'm sorry. We didn't even say it. Okay. Yeah. What do you think will actually win? I highlighted Black Panther a while ago. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, I try and do it when you're. That's smart. I, so I've, been, we can, I've been doing the same thing. Yeah.
0: Okay. Moving into original score. Um, I don't know. i I'll probably. Well, maybe I'll drop in the music because it's it's hard to recall score. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're getting a little bit more personal here. Um, we have all Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, Banshees of Inisharan, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and the Fablemans. Also on the internet, you can find the composer and the name of those songs, but I don't have them in front of me, so we'll just go by movie so far. Johnny, what's your is this the right way to phrase this? What's your favorite of those? Like, what's that's kind of what we're asking personally, yeah. or maybe you're saying like, what's the yeah, what's your choice to win?
1: My personal choice is Everything Everywhere. Why? I just enjoyed the kind of uh, new wave retro synth that they mixed in with like the driving dance beats. It just added layers, man. That movie was so cerebral. Uh, you really kind of forgot that there was a score until you kind of peel back some of the layers. And yeah. then, you know, we were listening to a bit of the score before we recorded and you kind of just realize, wow, my God, that score added a lot to the feel of that movie. Yeah, it gave, it gave it some bones.
0: I think that's that's a really important aspect of this is that it's not just that it's an amazing score. If it's not the right fit for a film, it doesn't belong here. And we listened, like you said, to all these. And they all fit their movies. Mm-hmm. The least interesting one to me is The Fablemans. Musically, it's the least interesting. And also I think has the least subversion of anything here. Like I think the Everything Everywhere score does something different. I think all quiet on the Western front with those giant synth parts that you would never expect in, in that time period really make you aware of it, but not in a way that pulls you out of the movie, which is a fucking Testament. Yeah. Cause you're hearing that and it feels like something out of a sci-fi movie. Yeah. That said more along the lines of something is like that you would expect is Babylon, mm-hmm. those giant horn parts, the huge orchestral arrangements, like it, the freneticism of that score matches the movie so well that despite the subversion that come from All Quiet and Everything Everywhere, I love that. I can't get out of loving that. So so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick personally Babylon. And I think, well, what do you think is going to win? All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, I think Everything Everywhere at Once is going to win. Hmm. Okay, great. We have a little... A disparity. <laughs> a disparity. Uh, walk me through original song, one category that I am p- pretty uninterested in, o- except for one.
1: <laughs> applause from Tell It Like a Woman. Hold my hand from Top Gun Maverick, lift me up from Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, Natu Natu from R R R, This is a life from Everything Everywhere, all at once. Any chance when
0: you read that you think of the Danish film with Mads Mikkelsen? Another round? Yeah, it was. I think that was called What a Life. Yeah. Or yeah. Uh, Yeah. God, I love that movie too. Great. So that's something that's stuck in my head for two years. Um, okay, Johnny, where what what gets the award? R R R. You think that's going to win it? Yeah, that's sure shit. What deserves it? That's yeah. my personal choice by a long that shot. That got my X mark
1: and the uh, the the highlight.
0: No, there's mm-hmm.
1: no way it's going to win it. I wish. Yeah, but you know what? I'm willing to bet on it. Okay. My instinct says that
0: that's not right, and I I hope I'm wrong. I think that's it's so incredible, and the 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 reason is. Like, so Applause, or sorry, uh, Hold My Hand is a Lady Gaga song from Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Lift Me Up from Black Panther, I think was Rihanna. And there are all these like A-list celebrities and singers that are singing these songs. Not To Not To is the performers, the actors in the movie, singing it in the movie and also doing an incredible dance number. Fuck it. No, it's getting it. It better win.
1: (laughs) It better win. I know. You just bet against your favorite
0: movie of all time. (laughs) I just don't like getting my hopes up and then broken down, you know? Hollywood. That movie. Hollywood might not uh, be for you, bud. Man, that movie's good. Okay. Um, Johnny, let's work our way up from the bottom of column one and start out with directing. Let's pause. Okay. Let's
1: make our picks. Just get it out of the way.
0: Okay. We're going to make our picks. That's, you're right. We should do yeah. this. Okay. Um, no time will have gone by, but that's what we're going to do. So if you want, pause the show. Refill your beer. We're going to be doing this. I'm highlighting. And then here's a fun sound while we fill out our stuff. All right, hopefully, your drinks are refilled because we have uh, finalized our final selections. And we're going to start off here with costume design. In contention, Babylon, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, everything, everywhere, all at once. And Mrs. Harris goes to Paris, a delightful movie about a woman who is retired, I think, and goes to Paris uh, to live the life she's always wanted to live that neither of us saw. Yep. But had very wonderful. Uh, it sounded, outfits. It looks lovely. It looked great. We didn't see it, um, but I still feel we are qualified for this. So, Johnny, where do you give the Where do you give the Johnny Academy Award for costume design?
1: Everything, everywhere, all at once. I give it to Babylon. I
0: love it. I can't get enough of that. I can't get enough of it. Where does it actually go?
1: Everything, everywhere, all. At once. I completely agree.
0: <laughs> I think that's where it ends
1: up too. Mm-hmm.
0: I, like. There's so many worlds and different time periods, and, and like, they're all awesome, and they look so good. Yeah, it's just everything looks so immaculate.
1: For me, that's one of maybe the biggest locks for everything everywhere in oh. in the Academy Awards. Like that feels like a lock for them, hundred percent. Mail it, ship it, that wins that award. I, you know,
0: I don't think you're wrong. I think equally is editing, probably equally sure. Yeah. Uh, but okay. Uh, okay. We're going up here to actor in a leading role. Johnny, tell me who is up for the award.
1: Actor in a leading role, we've got Austin Butler portraying Elvis, Colin Farrell in The Banshees of Inna Sharon, Brendan Fraser in The Whale, Paul Mescal in After Sun, and Bill Nye in Living. Who do you give it to? I give it to Brendan, Brendan Frazier. Fraser. Brendan of course.
0: Who actually wins? Brendan Fraser. I don't think so. I think Colin Farrell, and I think we're going to be enjoying that White Claw. Wow. The White Claw. Wouldn't that be nice? The Four Loco.
1: You think <sighs> it's, I mean, are you thinking you're betting now? So you're, you're betting. This with, is a bet. Yeah. This you're betting bet. with your, you're banking on the Oscars. I, picking Colin Farrell. I think
0: the Oscars pick Colin Farrell. I, think, I definitely, I hope I'm wrong. but I, think, I don't think I am.
1: I think that's a, that's a,
0: that's a mistake. As good as Brendan Fraser's performance is, it's a one note character for the most part. It's an optimistic guy that you feel bad for. That's it. Colin Farrell is that at the beginning. And he, his performance when he flips from pitiable, sad Podrick to vengeful, angry is like just masterfully done. I think it's the most dynamic performance. Granted, we haven't seen Bill Nye in in living, but I think it's head and tails better than Austin Butler, who I still think was probably the best part of that movie. Um, it's better than Paul Mescal, who plays a very troubled father really well, but that's all he is. He's a very sensitive guy with some issues. Colin Farrell, I think, has the most work to do and does that work without making it seem like he's trying very hard. It's
1: a good argument.
0: That said, if he wins, we are drinking a four loco together, so it doesn't matter. Yep. Uh it's the one bet we already had.
1: So let's move
0: right along into actor in a supporting role. Johnny, who's up for it?
1: We have Brendan Gleason in the Banshees of Inna sharon Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway, Judd Hirsch in the Fablemans for about <laughs> 2 minutes. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> Barry Keegan in The Banshees of Inisharan, and ki Huy Quan in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay. Um what do you think? Who do you give it to? I give it to Ke Key I think it's hey I he. think it's Ke Huy K he Ke Huy Quan. Ke Huy Yeah. Uh, I give it to him. I do too. Yep. Who do you think gets it? Him? Shit,
0: I did too. But I, I'm so
1: scared we were wrong. I voted with my heart on that one. Who,
0: who could it go to besides him? And again, we actually haven't
1: seen Causeway either. So I mean, honestly, if it doesn't go to him, it should go to Brendan gleason
0: I know he did such a good job too. But I was so moved by the Judd Hirsch performance in that. You, you even thought that was the best scene in the Fablemans. It was up there. It was really good.
1: Yeah, I just think a body of work comes into play, man. Like in the movie, like. That's true. It just you can't give it to somebody that was in a movie for ninety seconds. I, yeah, I don't
0: know. Also, not to glaze over Barry Keoghan there when he says when he's talking to Carrie Connan's character in Banshees, and he asks like if there's a chance for them to ever be in love, he's got such a good way of like carrying himself in this really um, soft, pitiable way. He literally goes, he goes, well, there was that dream,
1: All right? it's so sad. Recast him as the Flash.
0: Who's it now? Ezra Miller. Yeah. He looks exactly like Ezra Miller. Yeah, but he doesn't have the same charisma. Ezra Miller's got, like, weird charisma. He's got too much fucking charisma. Does he have, like, a DUI or beat somebody up or Dolly's something? <laughs> a lot.
1: He's got a lot of things going on.
0: That'd be a fun. Next time we cover a superhero movie, like, recasting, like, if we recast the MCU.
1: Make it better.
0: Or, like, in the 90s. Like, who would it be? I've seen those on the internet. I have,
1: two. Those are always fun. Yeah. Like, who would play Wolverine? And, right. Like, the X-Men one yeah. was really good.
0: Um, okay, well, we both are holding out. For Kehoe Kwan on that one, Kehoe Kwan. Mm-hmm. We'll figure out how to say his name eventually. Yeah, actress in a leading role. You got Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna Diarmas in Blonde, uh, Andrea Riseborough for To Leslie, Michelle Williams the Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh Everything Everywhere.
1: Johnny, I did not see enough of this. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, point. this is one that I'm having to skip because I have not seen Blonde or To Leslie. Right, I
0: didn't see To Leslie. Uh, came out sort of late in the game and had this really weird Twitter thing blow up where like Ed Norton tweeted about it and then like a bunch of people picked it up. It was really strange. If it was <laughs> like a Marketing choice. I don't know. Um, Blonde. Uh, Blonde was a weird movie. Um, I don't think very good. I think Anna de Amherst was okay in it. She had a lot to try to hold together, and she, she's good in stuff most of the time. The other three, Kate Blanchett, Michelle Williams, Michelle Yeoh, m- masters in this. I'm giving it personally to Michelle Williams. I was so moved by that character in The Faithful I know you weren't as big on that performance. No. I think Michelle Yeoh takes it, though, probably. Okay. Also a great performance. Um, It comes down to, like, how much they had to deal with Mm -hmm. and how much they had to deliver. And Michelle Yeoh plays, like, a thousand characters. One character, but in a thousand lives. Mm -hmm. Not quite that many. Yeah. And she just nails it. She's great. Uh, She's also in the new um, Witcher sort of prequel series. Did you see that yet?
1: No, I've heard it's absolutely terrible.
0: It's not absolutely terrible. It's not great. Okay. (laughs) And she's not great in it. Oh. But... It's like, you you know, I was like kind of in the mood for some high fantasy witcher mythology stuff. So I watched it. it was like f- six episodes. It's not great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but check it out. It's fun. I will. Um, anyways, t- Johnny, take us to actress in a supporting role.
1: Uh, so we have Angela Bassett in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow in The Whale, Carrie Condon in The Banshees of Inisharan, Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Su in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Where do you go personally? Personally, Stephanie Su should win it and everything else. Wow. At once. I didn't know you were gonna say that. Okay. Oh yeah. She quite frankly did so much in that movie. Like it was almost yeah. like co leading actor, actresses sure. with Michelle Yeoh. So I one hundred percent think that she should get it. And I also think that the Academy will give it to her.
0: No way. Yeah.
1: There's no way. Here's think,
0: who here's who it should go to is Hong Chow Okay. For the whale, and despite all the preaching I've done about performers needing to have a lot to do, she doesn't really. She's essentially someone who is struggling with the decisions of you know helping this man eat himself to death. But god damn, does she do it well?
1: <laughs> she does, she you know. Does. Hong
0: Chow, um, is in a movie that we'll talk about in a little bit here, uh, The Menu, mm-hmm. which I didn't even remember because I didn't like that movie. But um, no, I'd give it to Hong Chow, I think it actually goes to Angela Bassett for oh, wow. O'Connor Forever. A performance that I didn't like very much, but everybody else and their mothers. I liked it. You loved it. Yeah. Everybody likes that performance. Um, I think she's got a good chance of winning. So I think that's where it goes. And I'm glad we are on different pages for this. Yeah. Okay. That takes us down to directing. And we're two away now. I am finale. actually
1: going to cover animated feature film. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're right. It's all right. Uh, so for animated feature film, we have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel Shell with shoes on. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. You've seen how many of these? All of them. All of them. Except I've for Puss in Boots. Okay, right. I've seen
0: Marcel the Shell. Lovely movie. Sweet. <laughs> so good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, personally, I think Marcel the, the Shell should win it. How can you not? And I picked it. You did. I'm going whole hog. I've Some of these, sometimes you got to gamble with your heart, Max. Sometimes you got to just put your money where your heart is and lose.
0: Okay. Marcel's an A24 release movie. Yep. It's these days, it has that working for it. Mm-hmm. But I would have said five years ago, that's working against mm-hmm. it. Against something like Puss in Boots, a giant franchise spinoff from Shrek. With, yeah. Yeah. Or like Turning Red, which I think was a Disney Pixar. Yep. Those are big guns to be dueling with mm-hmm. And against. Um, he's just a little show the other thing is del
1: toro's pinocchio was re- really really well received i enjoyed it quite a bit and honestly if i was a smart person i would have picked that with my highlighter you have a chance here to nope. uncontested I-
0: try to get a free point against me nope i think it's going to be del toro's
1: i do too all right i'm committed
0: well way to way to go down with the show
1: hey man there's a right way to gamble in a wrong way
0: all right directing we got banshees and the sharon everything everywhere all at once um something i crossed out the fablemans uh, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably should have said directors on that. Banshees of Sharon Martin McDonough, of course. Uh, Triangle of Sadness, uh, Ruben Ustland. Uh, let's see, The Fablemans, Spielberg, Everything Ever All at Once, Daniels, and Tar. Uh, Todd, uh, Todd. I'll think of it in a second. I could just look it up, but Johnny, yeah. where do you give the directing word?
1: For me personally, I give it to the Banshees of Sharon. Why? I feel like the, the direction helped so much like Colin Farrell being directed into that performance mm-hmm. was that's some fine directing you know you've got everything ever well at once which phenomenal movie but mm-hmm. like the Fablemans Spielberg again Man. there was no roles in that that were super surprising and quite frankly True. True. I felt like there was quite a bit of overacting in that by who uh, what's her name
0: oh right right Michelle
1: Williams yeah. Um, so nothing about that surprised me and didn't really love the direction. Tar was great, but I feel like Kate Blanchett carried that movie more than the director ever could. Um, Todd field, by the way. Okay. So I loved her more than I loved maybe the, the direction. Yep. Uh, and then triangle of sadness was, um, I, I'm surprised by the triangle of sadness on occlusion. this.
0: Like it's so specific and niche that
1: movie is like, yeah. I don't know how it's managed to get this
0: much traction. But I don't either.
1: Yeah. Uh, so no, for me, I think the Banshees of Inisherin should win it, but that's not what I have picked. Okay. I think every,
0: everything, ever, all at once should win it. That's where I am at personally. Okay. And I think that's where you're going to end up with your casting your vote. Yep. That's where I'm casting mine too. Yep. I think they have a really good shot at winning, which would be pretty incredible, um, for a lot of reasons. Um, just approaching it from like the Asian American perspective, like last year at the Oscars we had, um. We had Drive My Car, which mm-hmm. was a film from Japan, not an American-made film. Uh, it wasn't about an American story. We had, I think, the year before, Minari, which was an American story. That was uh, a family of-
1: Korean immigrants. Korean, yeah.
0: Um, but it was still an American story. But a lot of films that come out tend to be uh, foreign films about non-Americans. So the fact that this is about Asian Americans, and it's kind of an American story, the same way Minari was, which is like you know, the American dream, essentially. But it's also wound up with all this like, Crazy sci-fi multiverse stuff, but if you strip all that away, it's like pretty, like a pretty accessible story, which I think is part of the reason it's done so well. Um, I think it's got a really good shot, and it's just those themes that it brings up about family and um, legacy and uh, you know a thousand things it talks about are all handled really, really well, and it never feels off balance. It's a it's a great choice, I think, for what will win directing. Would you take us into Best Picture? I'm scared. What are, what, I'm
1: scared to even read the 10 nominees. What are, what are the nominees? Best Picture. We have All Quiet on the Western Front. We have Avatar, The Way of Water. The Banshees have been a Sharon. Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once. The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking.
0: All right, Johnny, get rid of a movie. What Name a movie that doesn't belong on this list. Triangle of Sadness. All right, name another. <laughs> no, I'll give one. Elvis. Yep. If, if we ever disagree with each other, we'll stop this game. Uh-huh. Take off another one.
1: Top Gun. Now that's tough.
0: <laughs> there's a real argument to be made for Top Gun. We have to stop being the being a great movie. Yeah, I think Best Picture contender just because of like the cultural impact and the way that it affected the movie going industry. Yeah, I, I think there's a case to be made for Top Gun. So okay, we, but I think you and I both agree. I would have gone next. I would have taken off Avatar. But the same thing. Like, there's no people, way it's like, not going to. Yeah. So. Where do you give the best picture of 2022?
1: Everything, everywhere, all at once. All right, I give it to
0: The Fablemans. That movie just, I loved it so much. It felt so personal to me. Um, where do you think
1: the award actually goes? The Fablemans.
0: Oh, I picked everything, everything everywhere, all at once.
1: We just flip-flopped. Fun, okay. Um, yeah, I I think the Academy is going to give it to The Fablemans. Just, I'd be so fucking mad if they do. I love that movie right? so much, but, but- I think everywhere or all everything everywhere all at once deserves it more. Quite frankly, I think women talking deserves it more. I will cape for that movie all day long. It's so good. It's so fucking good. What
0: has what are you super confident has no chance of winning? Honestly, Elvis. Give me give me three, would you? Can we make this interesting? If any of your three movies win, you're in trouble.
1: You're right. Elvis. Okay. Uh Triangle of Sadness. Okay. For sure won't win.
0: Yeah, for sure will not win. Tar. Oh man, I don't know about that. Okay, if any of those win, you drink a four loco. Okay, okay. And now I will pick three that definitely aren't going to win. Elvis
1: is. I agree with you. No repeatsies. I
0: already. It's not. It's not. It's not that style. (laughs) Come on. Okay, Elvis, you're right. Um, Fortunately, I'm changing from you on these next two. I think. I think all. Oh shit. I think women talking won't win. I'm confident that will not win, and I'm also confident. I'm also confident that all quiet on the western. Oh, fuck, I'm not. You can totally see that movie. I can winning. too, um, and deservedly so. Yeah. Uh, I don't think shit. These are all like these are all possible. Yeah. I don't want to pick Triangle of Sadness.
1: Why not? It's well, not, it's not going to win, because it's on your list, oh, okay. I don't
0: really want to just be like the same ones. Um... I'm gonna say the Fablemans. Oh my god! Doesn't win. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, and if it does, I'll drink one. That's bold. I don't know. I don't think I'm right on that, but whatever. Okay, so we each have a potential of 16 points mm-hmm. on our next whatever episode we drop. We're gonna be recapping this, potentially drinking four locos. I'm not sure yet.
1: Well, either way, we're gonna have to drink one.
0: Yeah, I'd like to do that in person with you, though. That seems more fun to me.
1: Yeah. Um. So maybe that's right. You're in Reno. Yes. Yeah. Um.
0: So we'll touch base. If you guys have thoughts, um. You know, let us know. Uh, The Academy Awards are the 12th at a certain time on a certain network, depending on your
1: cable streaming situation. Do you have thoughts, opinions, picks of your own? Email them to us at fhccast at gmail.com.
0: Nice. Okay. Very briefly then here, we're going to go over some movies that um, were by and large ignored by the Academy. We've got just a few minutes here. So I'm going to put this list here um, because it's kind of a compilation that we both made, Johnny. Mm Mm-hmm. Where do you want to start? I think we can just kind of jump around.
1: Yeah, start uh, for me, nope. Nope. Jordan Peele,
0: notable exclusion this year. Yeah. Um, why do you think it was left off this list or any of the categories, truthfully?
1: I, was it guilty of of just coming out too early? Like it feels like it came out very early in awards.
0: Nope, cons- the Batman was on there and yeah. that came out in March. This was like mid-summer. This was a wow. summer blockbuster. High concept sci-fi movie by you know people always talk about the academy a lot of award shows being slanted tinted if you will one way um black director black Mm -hmm. actors not a very it's a genre movie it's like a horror sci-fi thriller Mm -hmm. kind of about family but a not really accessible story about family it's not the fablemans yeah it's varied and it's also not get out similar situation get out was a horror movie Black director, black cast for the most part. Well, that's not even true. A lot of white people, but about black people. Mm-hmm. But the themes of Get Out were like, hey, white people uh, objectify black people. That's it, basically. And then we wrapped it up in this fun, scary bow. Mm-hmm. Nope is a lot more ambiguous. So was us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think, you. how many times have you seen Nope? Just the once?
1: Just, I think I watched it once after it came. Okay, yeah, I've seen yeah. it twice
0: as well. Very good. Mm-hmm.
1: I learned a lot more about it and kind of understood the movie more after mm. our episode. Sure. You you shined quite a bit of light on that movie sense. for me. So I wanted to go back and rewatch.
0: Yeah. Um, very good. I think it should have gotten some attention too. Probably not best picture caliber for me, but um, I think Kiki Palmer and that's really good. Mm-hmm. I think the co- like I think I don't know if Jordan Peele wrote it. He might have. What a cool concept. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, I guess we won't dwell on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to the menu a movie I didn't love as much as you Ray Fiennes Anya Taylor-Joy uh, Nicholas Holt about a um, Hong Chow a Hong Chow sure <laughs> um, about this couple who goes on a very expensive yacht to go have dinner at this exclusive restaurant run by Rafe Fiennes um, and things go poorly it's sort of one of those eat the rich movies that have been kind of popular these days
1: mm-hmm.
0: I thought it was contrived a little dumb by the end I was off you were into it
1: I loved it what did you like about it so much? I loved the presentation and I love just the darkest comedy. Like it was such satire. It was just deep black velvet of a dark comedy and loved it even more on the second watch. You get so much more out of the interactions between Ray Fines and everyone else, particularly with Anya Taylor Joy's character. Um, So getting more out of it the second time adds so much, you know, that's huge rewatchability points. Um, yeah, great concept, great visual presentation, the satire of a uh, tyrannical, insane master chef sure. was, I just enjoyed it. It was very entertaining to me and Anya Taylor-Joy was so good in it. Yeah. It's, it's tricky not to draw
0: the parallels between the menu and the triangle of sadness. Mm-hmm. Both movies about like, insanely disgustingly rich people kind of taking advantage of people who are more normal yep. to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh both you had things to say about class totally. classism. The menu much more enjoyable. I'll yes. give you that. I still think I I'm not sure that I liked Triangle of Sadness. I'm not sure that I can say with a straight face I liked Triangle of Sadness. Yeah. Very unlikable movie for yeah. a lot of it. But I think it's better than the menu. But um I would rather rewatch the menu than Triangle of Sadness. I don't
1: know that if that says something.
0: Agreed. Okay, well, where do you want to go next? That was my choice there.
1: I have a few that I threw out. Um, sure. The one for me the most prominently is Crimes of the Future. Which I haven't seen. David Cronenberg. Yep. Yeah, okay. Cronenberg the Elder.
0: Right. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Futuristic society. Um, people have kind of tried everything they can do. And now um, hyper-erotic sexual surgery is kind of the new rage.
1: Not a, exactly. Yeah, and that's a not 100% accurate, but okay. it's there. People started just growing extra organs.
0: Oh, organically. Yeah. No pun intended. But mm-hmm. okay. And then Vigo Mortensen, mm-hmm. uh, Kristen Stewart, I think, shows mm-hmm. up in there. Yep. Um, who else am I missing? I know there's somebody else. Uh,
1: Long term collaborator with a foreign name that's a woman. me. woman. She's been in a few Cronenberg films. That is more than I've seen. Yeah. Um, fantastic cast. Vigo Mortensen was amazing in it. Uh, it vaulted to probably top or second place favorite all-time science fiction movies for me. I
0: didn't know that. Lea yep. Seydoux, by the way. Lea uh, Seydoux. She was in the French Dispatch. She was in uh, the latest Bond film. Mm-hmm. Or th- actually, I think a couple of them. Yeah, um, And she's
1: – she's Cronenberg um, is notorious for being a frequent collaborator, and she's been in at least three or four of his movies. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Cronenberg, this particular movie, you told me I should see it because mm-hmm. I would appreciate sort of the the concept. Oh, yeah. Still a pretty
1: gross movie, right? No, I wouldn't say it's gross. Okay. Unsettling.
0: Okay. Uh, sure. Would have liked to have seen some attention there. We can go from, go ahead.
1: Just either special effects or I sure. would love to see Vigo Martinson in consideration for an acting award. You think his this.
0: performance was that good in that?
1: I like think it was better than some of the ones on this list.
0: Better than, you know, like what? Do you think? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they're all pretty good. <laughs> but I could be wrong. You're, you're pensively looking over the list.
1: I'd put him in over Paul Mescal.
0: I don't know. Well, right. I don't know. I you gotta it. watch
1: it. Anyways, I love that movie and it should have been in the running for, you know, screenplay or something. It, it should have gotten attention. Yeah.
0: Um, well, what definitely was gross was men. Alex Garland's latest film. Loved it. I didn't love it. I thought it was conceptually very interesting. Um, it was, uh, it was, uh, why can't I think of her name right now? Um, I will. I'll think of it. She was just in women talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll think of it. Um and Rory McKinnon mm-hmm. might be his name. Um what a trip of a movie. I it was more heady and more conceptual than I was ready for going into it. And I was very shocked by the final maybe 20 minutes. Very grotesque. <laughs> but still, it would be nice to have uh that movie get a little bit more mainstream love than it did get. Um hit me with her name.
1: Oh, I remembered too. I just was waiting for you. What what is it
0: Jesse. Uh, oh Jess not, I don't know else to say Jesse Clemens, but that's who she was in. Um, I'm I think I'm, I'm
1: thinking but of ending it things
0: it's a uh, Jesse uh, Buckley yeah yeah uh, anyways that's men. Um, where do you want to go next dude?
1: Definitely the unbearable weight of massive talent.
0: what a fun what a fun movie that is fucking stupid. And it was so inconsequential good. and so much fun
1: It was so good.
0: Nick Cage Pedro Pascal Nick Cage playing Nick Cage.
1: Pedro um, Pascal playing a drug lord.
0: Playing, no, playing a nice guy who has a drug lord family and he just wants to be friends with Nick Cage right. and he wants to be an actor.
1: Too pure. Too, too pure. <laughs>
0: um, really kind of a dumb movie. Some weird meta elements to it, also. I wouldn't say it's dumb. I mean dumb in the most affectionate way. Okay. Like, you know, That's like, you it's, talk so, about like me. it's so I get it. dumb. Like it's just so sweet and harmless and what a fun movie that probably doesn't really deserve any high caliber awards. But like it was so fun. Yeah. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Um, Less of a fun movie than Northman.
1: Yeah. Um, And I disagree with this even being on the list. Oh, you didn't like it? I don't think this is a snub. I don't think it belongs in the awards talk at all. Uh, well, you – well – Let me make a case for it. Here's the case. If anything, maybe some visual effects. Cinematography. I would say commitment to tone. This is a movie,
0: Robert Eggers, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, Willem Dafoe, Ethan Hawke, uh, um, uh, Nicole Kidman. Like, all-star cast committed to telling this unconventional Viking story that mixes Viking Nordic mythology with... A vengeance. Anya Taylor Joy's in this, by the way, also. Mm-hmm. Um, some incredibly intricate choreography, fight scenes, some really heady, trippy stuff. I, I don't like the way the movie ends, but I think Skarsgård's incredible in it. He just has this really like animalistic, crazy performance. Um, I think it's. I think there's some really great stuff in that movie. I also don't think it stuck the landing totally.
1: I mean, I need to rewatch, but no, I wasn't a fan. You should just
0: rewatch that Berserker um, attack scene. It's so where he catches a spear and throws it back in the camera tracks for like six minutes. This,
1: yeah, that scene was only like six minutes, and it was the only and action. It was the first six and minutes. And it was basically too. the only action. <laughs> in I, the movie. When
0: that started, I was like, oh, we are in
1: for an action yeah. movie. And then oh, it's like, we're going to have A24 right. 300. Totally. And yeah, it wasn't that. That's true.
0: Um, let's talk X, a movie that you turned me on to and we watched Ty West, Mm -hmm. um, also early 2022, maybe April, Mm -hmm. um, an homage based horror movie to like 70 slasher, um, skin flicks. Mm -hmm. Very good.
1: Loved it. So fun. What did you like about it? Oh man. Just, it was an homage that kind of took the genre it was paying tribute to and made it its own. Yeah. Uh, up the gore had, you know, it was done in a viewpoint of... From our modern lens, looking mm-hmm. back in the way things were, yes. So there was this nice balance of of contemporary feeling mixed with the 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 tint on the lens of taking place in the 70s.
0: Agreed. Um Plus, Bar- yo, Jenna Ortega. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Yeah. Pre Wednesday. Sure. Barbarian is a Zach Cregger horror film that used the incredible genius casting device of casting Bill Skarsgård of um, It, the clown fame, mm-hmm. and Justin Long of like. Hollywood nice guy fame, inverting their personalities to subvert our expectations and turning into some fucking crazy God, it was so horror good. movie, weird. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Barbarian is incredible. I'm pissed off that it didn't get more recognition. It didn't get any of the Academy Awards. I agree. Um, the Woman King. Yep. Viola Davis, many others. Um, uh, well, I can't think of who directed it. Oh, yeah, I can. Um, Gina Prince, by the way, directed it. Okay. Who did uh, The Old Guard a couple years ago. Very kind of traditional in in the sense of like the scope of it being a huge Hollywood epic about colonialism and um, female empowerment and this based on a true story kind of thing. Viola Davis is a powerhouse. I didn't love the movie. I thought it had some problems. But like should have gotten some shit. Viola Davis crushes. Yeah.
1: Always. Dude, for her to not get actress, even a nom. I know,
0: dude. Like she just is so good, and I don't like you can't I guess award her a nomination every year, but she kind of earns it.
1: I mean, you can if she's putting out quality. Yeah. Was she better than Anna Darmus and Blonde? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's do that. Totally. Yeah.
0: Uh, last movie on our list, Johnny. What is it?
1: R R R. Rise.
0: I don't even. Th- I can never. Remember Rise. Yet.
1: Rebel. Revolt. Revolt. There's, one of those is wrong. Rise. Rebel. Revolt.
0: No. It's like. Well, maybe. Uh, it means – I'm going to find it because it deserves our attention. But tell me about the movie real quick.
1: Yeah, it's a movie about so much shit, man. These two guys meet. It's just about – it's fighting back against uh, colonial imperialism essentially. Yeah, when, when Britain was invading India basically. The occupying. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I, well, yeah, you're right. They it, had it invaded, was They didn't just roll in with stayed. an army. Yeah, they occupied that for a long
0: time. It's, it's, it's an Indian film that somehow got huge followings on Netflix, then was released also on Disney plus and a couple other places. It's like this multi-year epic of two men with iron wills Mm -hmm. who, who are destined to be enemies, but against all odds become friends and not like American bro friends, like deep love for each other. Friends. There's dancing, there's fighting, there's fire.
1: There's great tigers.
0: Good God. It's a masterpiece of a movie. Yeah. it's It's fantastic. It's, it's is it max uh, minardi's favorite movie of all time it, it's it's got to be in my top 10 movies of all time it's, it's up there so good dude i could if you put it on now i'd watch it i wouldn't get out of this chair it's we put on the song we put on not too not too, and we were talking about the best original songs and i was just like i just want to watch the
1: movie again yep it's that's so, all it takes
0: it's so good yeah man i love that movie watch rrr if you can it's in its original language on disney plus last time i checked which has been a couple months but um Whatever you do, if you watch any of the movies we just listed, if you only watch the Academy Awards, we want to hear from you. Um, thanks to uh, The Handlebar for having a great happy hour. Thanks to everybody on Patreon. Of course, this show wouldn't be what it is without the support of Bailey Minardi. And my name is Max Minardi.
1: My name is Johnny Summers. Good luck to all of our picks. Man, I got a lot invested. Uh, we're going to drink some Fort locos. because it's going to be wild. So enjoy the Academy Awards. Send us your picks. But most importantly, be good to each other. We will see you next week. is Fresh Hop Cinema.